Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now listening to Rob and Rat's World of Wonder podcast. So sit back, relax, and prepare your ears as they take you on a journey of all things weird and wonderful. Hello and welcome to the Rob Rat Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Rat. And you're very welcome along if you've never heard of us before. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? We're two lads from Mayo. We talk about a rubbish and we... Where is, uh, where is Mayo? Mayo is in the west of Ireland. Just for people who don't know. Yeah, for our American listeners, we're in the west coast of Ireland. If you throw a stone, the next thing you hit is New York. Yeah, basically. You want to have a good throw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you get hit by a stone and you're walking in Manhattan somewhere, it could be us. Yeah, we call this series the World of Wonder series, um, just because we do talk about strange and wonderful, wonderful things, things from, from all over the world, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah it's we do. And uh, we'll come out every Wednesday, we have an old episode coming out, so if it's your first time listening to us, you, you know, you can, we have a good few of them now, you can scroll back, if you look, search Rob Rap Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, you'll find us there. You'll find us anywhere. Yeah. We're on Instagram, and all that crack as well. And normally, before, what we do is each, each time we do an episode, we kind of focus on a different subject. And uh, this week's subject is just, it's, it's strange and unusual museums from around the world. There right? are some strange ones. There's some weird ones, alright. And usually before we tell about our subject, we go into our world famous Robin Rats World of Wonder news. Can we just get Mick in? Come on in, Mick. Come on in, Mick, and give us the news. Well, don't give us the news. <laughs> Introduce no, us. We'll we do get the, the news. news. <laughs> yeah, Mick, don't be getting too hurried away with yourself. <laughs> Rob and Rats Weird and Wonderful News. Hello, and welcome to the news. Welcome to the news. So, I remember a few weeks back we talked about uh, the mother who gave birth to twins. So I, I, yeah. Octomom. Not Octomom. Oh. She gave birth to the 70-year-old who gave birth to oh, twins. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was a bit... That yeah. was odd. Now, a 67-year-old woman from China has reportedly given birth to a baby, making her and her husband the oldest people in the country to supposedly conceive naturally. The elderly woman goes by the surname Tian, gave birth what to... What do you a, go by? Sorry? What's her second name? Tian. Tian. Gave birth to a healthy young girl via cesarean section uh, a few weeks back now at this stage. Uh, the report was confirmed by the Maternity and Child Hospital somewhere in China. Tian's <laughs> husband, who is 68, okay. uh, told Chinese news that the child was bestowed to the two of them from heaven. If the claims are proven, proven to be true, uh, that's a big if. This would make Tian the eldest woman to conceive naturally, beating the previous record holder by 10 years. According to the reports, the child weighed five pounds and Tian... The, she wasn't aware that she was pregnant. It was only when she went for a general health check that the doctors picked up on it. So yeah, the oldest one. The big question is what, yeah, it was you told us, what age is she? Sixty-seven. She's sixty-seven. Yeah, and right. apparently conceived naturally. Yeah, she had a baby at sixty-seven. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like we were saying before, like when that child is twenty, her mother's going to be eighty-seven. Yeah, it's like it's not right. It's not fair. No, but like to conceive naturally, that's kind of like a yeah. And the miracle. fact she didn't know she was pregnant. That happens to a lot of fat. people. You can see a picture of her, no? She's chubby enough. I can yeah. share a picture if you want. She's chubby enough. <laughs> she's a chubby enough Chinese woman, eh? She's pregnant. Well, I suppose she's just after giving birth, so. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Rightfully so, she's going to be a bit in the chubby side. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what her husband likes. I'm sorry, I'd be, be hitting this wire. Yeah, all right, we just don't do it again. You know what I mean? <laughs> that annoys you, doesn't it? Well, it's, it's, it, 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 it ticks away from the sound quality I know. of our I apologise to our listeners. Yeah. No, he's not apologising to me. Sorry. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Dade City in Florida. As I already say, a Florida man reportedly called 911 to report that his roommate had stolen his marijuana. 
<laughs> a deputy for Pasco County Sheriff's Office posted a Twitter response to the man's call on Saturday night saying, stop calling. Recreational mar- marijuana u- uh, use remains illegal in Florida. So a sheriff's post office said, no charges were filed against the caller, but the man just kept calling up saying that his roommate had stolen his weed. What did he think they were going to do? He was obviously in an argument with his roommate going, I'm going to call the cops. He's going, go on, yeah. It's uh, like, bring, bring. <laughs> Hello? And my friend's uh, stolen my weed. Yeah, weed's illegal. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, what, what, what is the... He obviously knows it's illegal. Yeah, he's obviously stoned out of his head, like. Yeah, just, yeah. maybe it's just a threat to the roommate, you know. Yeah. If yeah. you don't stop... I'm going to call the cops. Uh, it seems that this love was too hot to handle. Uh, police in Lincoln say a 19-year-old woman sparked an apartment fire uh, by, le- by burning love letters from her ex in her bedroom. Please say the woman used a butane torch. Right, this what's is, a butane torch? You know, it's like a, it's oh, like a little uh, gas tank. Oh, <laughs> you know, like the yeah, 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 yeah. Those yokes. Uh, she used a butane torch to burn the letters and left some of them on the floor on fire. She then went into another room to take a nap. Police say she woke a short time later to find the carpet on fire. Firefighters were able to extinguish the fire, and officials say the fire caused an estimated four thousand dollars worth of damage to the building. No, <laughs> no one was injured, and the woman was cited for negligent burning. But like. What the feck kind of... No wonder your man broke up with her. She seems like an Egypt. Yeah, a bit crazy. <laughs> yeah, like. he looks like he got a bit of an easy out there, to be honest, if you ask yeah. me. And uh, final news story. Um, so there's uh, Jesus Christ, right? Who's that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, the Jesus. The Jesus. Uh, JC, the son of God. Right. Yeah. Apparently he walked on water, right? Yeah. And uh, So did um, Dynamo, the ma- magician. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, anyway, these people are more interested in the fact that Jesus did it, right? So there's Nike Air Max are a big popular runner, and a company has decided in America to make Nike Jesus shoes. They've been blessed by a priest, Ooh. and the little bubble at the bottom is filled with holy water from the River Jordan. <laughs> oh, that is mad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The runners have sold out in minutes despite costing $3,000 a pair. The religiously revamped Nike Air Max 97s allow wearers to walk on water with each shoe containing 60 milliliters of sacred water in an air-filled sole, which is co- which is coloured to make it more visible. Designers of the shoe, a Brooklyn-based company called MSCHF, I don't know what that stands for, MSCHF, have also added other simple spiritual elements to the design. The company created two dozen pairs of the trainers, and uh, they sold out straight away. And if not, you can then do it. They I don't just, know. They, they just created uh, it on their own. There's like references to Jesus walking on the Bible from the, the, Matthew 4.25 is writing on the bottom of the seal. I don't know what that means. Sold, yeah. What's yeah. that? Like, sure, that could be just tap water from... I think it's from the River Jordan. That's I, what they're that's saying. That's what they say. Yeah. Did they go and get a... The train has also sported a single blood drop to represent the blood of Christ. And that can be found on the tongue of the shoe. And as a final special touch, the soles of each of the shoes is scented with frankincense, which is said to be one of the three gifts presented to the baby Jesus. <laughs> that is just... Like, it's just someone making money, much, like... like... Do you know, I wonder if yeah. a priest wearing them and stuff, like, if you were... Did you <laughs> look at Mass, the priest up there in a pair of Nike Air Max, <laughs> walking on water? <laughs> just yeah, yeah. Father Trendy. Remember yeah, Father, Father Trendy? Trendy yeah. Father Trendy used to be a priest we had in Casper years ago. And he's he's like, I think he's in Westport is, now. Is he? Yeah. He's, well, Westport's a more trendy place to live now. He is more trendy. He, was nice. he had a nice old floppy haircut, and uh, he was just a stylish What's priest. What's a floppy haircut? What did like, when he moves, his hair flops around, like... Oh, yeah. Like an undercut or one of those, like... Oh, right. Like, a kind of... He looked like uh, the haircut, like... Uh, do you remember uh, Leonardo DiCaprio had in Titanic? 
Are we allowed to share a picture of Father Trendy? I don't think you are. I don't know. Ah, sure, we'll do it. I can just describe it. Let's just Picture do it. a man in a priest's outfit, yeah. black clothes with a white collar, and a trendy old haircut. That's Father Trendy. I think we should share a picture of him. In a pair of Nike Air Max with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus' blood on Jesus it. Jesus' blood and water. And That's everything. a bit too much. Yeah, but three grand, three grand for the shoes. And, they and sold people bought them, yeah. Ah, come on. But like, maybe if you're a, like a sneakerhead, you know, people are big into sneakers. If you're a sneakerhead, yeah. you might want them. Yeah, okay. I suppose you'd yeah, be thinking I have to get them because my to. collection. Jesus, be, I have to get them. My my collection would be nothing but I won't get into heaven without them, man. I don't know. It's a bit. People are mad. I think I said that in every episode. I think yeah, but the people are mad. People like are people mad. are mad. That's people how that's half the reason we do the podcast. Yeah. And like, sure, even on today's podcast, we're talking about like mad and unusual museums. And for these museums to exist, people have to be mad because yeah. it's it's, it's headers true. it's headers that set them up. Like, mind you, it's uh, I like a good museum. I I love you know? I love and a museum. The weirder, the better. Like. I love a museum, yeah. Yeah. Like, I haven't gone to many in a while now, but I, like, uh, I was in the National History Museum in, in New York. York. Yeah, yeah it's good. That, and you go to the top floor with all the dinosaurs. Yeah, that is cool. That's and uh, the blue whale. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it is and cool. I, f- I was at a museum in Egypt, in Cairo. Right. It's cool. Very cool. Well, I saw the pyramids. I went to museum. You know, I see all the pharaohs and mummies. and. Oh, did they have them all in there? That was good, yeah. yeah. But like it's mad how they, they were buried with so much treasures and all that. Everything, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. something I wanted to look at in the future: the curses of the mummies and yeah, stuff like that. So be we might definitely worth doing. Mm, yeah, might look into it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, that's all the news I have. That you cover for the news today. Um, I have actually have a bit of sad news. Go on. I'm only best. I just. Oh, <laughs> just I thought we were going to get a bit of sad news. <laughs> End, ended on a really depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to leave the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Hi and welcome yeah. to the Rob Rob. Back. <laughs> yeah. I've been approached by several other, but I've said no to them all. Well, feel free to say yes. No. I'll carry on. I'll go you solo. I'll be like, uh, what's your man, Ronan Keaton? Ronan Keaton, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'd be like. <laughs> because he left Boyzo. Did he leave Boyzo to go to his own, no? I, well, I think they just split. Really. Robbie yeah. Williams. He oh, left. Robbie Williams. There you go. I'd be like Robbie Williams. Yeah, that's fine. That's Rob. <laughs> Rob B. Anyway, that's that was the news. the news, guys. Rob and Rat's weird and wonderful news. So that was the news. That was the news. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was the news, guys. So uh, look, this week we're talking about strange and weird and unusual museums, right? And uh, there's plenty of them dotted all over the planet. And if we're going to have a little bit of a chat with some guy who owns a museum, but I'll reveal the museum that he owns oh, in a while. Hey. I can't wait. Yeah. So anyway, we start with one of uh, kind of the stranger museums that's out there. So there's a museum in Turkey and it's the Hair Museum. So it's located in a small cave underneath the pottery shop in the Turkish town of Avans. And uh, the Hair Museum contains samples and addresses from more than 16,000 women from all over the world. The origin of the... Samples and addresses? So they write their name of where they're from and they cut a piece of hair off and put it in, like, like it's mad. Look, look at the, look, i show you, we'll post a picture of this here. Look at that okay. cave there. That's just a cave. And is that full of jars of hair? That, I think, I don't even think it's jars. I think it's just like human hair and it's just like, uh, like piece of paper beside it with their, their names and addresses on but it. But that to me now is, um... Weird. Or, no, but weird, and but like, who cares about hair? It's not the origin of the Bizarre Museum dates back to some 35 years ago when a friend of Chez Gillip, who's a potter, who owns the oh, pottery, she owns the pottery shop upstairs, and she had to leave town, and uh, she left her friend something to remember her by, and she left her a lock of hair. Oh, right. So and, then a, it kind and she of happens sp- to have a cave underneath her pottery shop. It spun off from it that. It spun off from there, so I think people then just kept giving her hair, but she's now got the hair from 16,000 women from all over the world. So she doesn't accept hair from men, it's only from women. Why is that? I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe, I don't know. What if you're transgender? They'd that, probably That'd be interesting it. to yeah. do that, wouldn't it? I'd say they would It'd, accept I'd nearly just become a transgender to go there and argue the point. Yeah. yeah well, and have the operation and everything. Get on to that, yeah. <laughs> do. <laughs> 
Well, look, and we'll we'll cover it on the podcast. Uh, number one, there's one in the UK, and it's the only one of its type. Is the British Lawnmower Museum. Ah, oh, boring. I know, yeah. Born. So in a town in Southport in New England, the British Lawnmower Museum is one of the weirdest museums in England. That's like, I don't know, it's the world's only lawnmower museum. It houses over 200 restored exhibitions of uh, lawnmowers and it gives us their history. Uh, they've, got, they've got famous, they've got lawnmowers from famous people such as Prince Charles and Princess Diana. Right, so they're the two people. Yeah, that but they're they quoting. wouldn't use. They their weren't. Lawnmowers. That's what I mean. Like Princess Diana going, I bought this new uh, tractor lawnmower there the last day. Yeah. <laughs> the XG one seven. Yeah, oh, it's a serious beast. Yeah, I don't know. Like so, they so they have the lawnmower belong to the gardener who was in charge yeah, at the time, and when he got rid of his one, I mean, they took it. That's the whole thing. Like if they sat on the lawnmower, you know, you could smell the seat or whatever. But you can't. You could what? <laughs> you know, smell the seat. Why would you be smelling the seat? <laughs> would you want to do that? I don't know. You want to sniff the seat because, like, I'd Prince Charles <laughs> <laughs> into the into the lawnmower museum straight in there. Hello, hello, welcome to the lawnmower museum. Hello, where is the lawnmower Prince Charles sat on? Why is that? Uh, just want to go over, just do it, yeah, show me it now. <laughs> Thanks very much. I'll be out here. Uh, wow. Things that come out on an uncut podcast. Yeah, the things that come out of your brain. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I know you could smell. I don't know. You might just have a smell or a feel of the seat. <laughs> I don't know Because his bum was on it Like, yeah, Why would you want to smell Where his bum was <laughs> Why not Yeah alright Anyway <laughs> uh, Yeah so we've got another we've got Another one here right So the Museum of Broken Relationships In Zagbred in Croatia Broken Relationships Yeah located in the beautiful uh, area Of uh, uh, Bakor Kulmore Palace Is in the historic upper town Of Zagbred Croatia The Museum of Broken Relationships Offers a unique Emotional journey Around the world Through hundreds of breakups Dedicated to failed love relationships So basically I think someone um, Someone was hurt Very badly When a relationship broke up and they decided to open a museum about it. And then they've invited. In invi- so it's all love letters and breakups and stories. And it's just like. Oh, Again, if you know, who cares? You can't Sorry. sniff. Can you go in there and sniff something? Yeah. You <laughs> can, can, is there anything I can smell in this place? No? <laughs> yeah. well, then I, I don't want to be here. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, Good I'm, luck. I'm out. What's that in there? <laughs> What's that program? Dragon's Dead. <laughs> it's like you think you give everyone a new idea. So uh, you know, Tom uh, Stephen wants uh, fifty thousand pounds to open a new smelling museum. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm out. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> Is there anything I can smell in here? No. Uh, so. More museums, more museums. What have we got? What have we got? So there is the Torture Museum in Amsterdam. That's a bit kind of good. Yeah, so the capital city in Amsterdam, the capital city of the Netherlands, it posts over... Fi- uh, like it's of, got like torture devices. It's just loads of torture yeah. devices. And I suppose it's but probably... But that'd be just interesting seeing what they did to people, you know. Yeah, there's probably some kind of sick Bad stuff ones, in there yeah. as well. Like from more like... Uh, like uh, there's like things for stretching people yeah. and there was guillotines and yeah. guillotines were just killing that, people like back in whenever Victorian I don't know what times but yeah. like trying to if someone wanted to be taller they'd well they'd put s- that thing and they'd stretch, them, out, stretch yeah. them if they wanted to be taller I thought that was all torture was that to make someone taller <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was yeah, just to torture them confused. <laughs> I think you are, by the sounds of things you are a little bit confused oh, no, I, I, you never know there is the here's another no one the UK doesn't seem to have great ones the dog collar museum in the UK ah, <laughs> dog collars yeah well do you ever want to find out what a medieval dog collar looked like well then visit the dog collar museum in Leeds well that'd be alright just the medieval one might be alright but like I don't want to see loads yet again of it's all royal family stuff so they, they, so they've got some like dog collars that were like from dogs that were, only, were all owned by the royal family the, the hug collar museum like so they've got over 100 collars uh, span, spanning 500 years like it's yeah, 
Like, but somebody went and opened that museum. Someone works there. Someone owns that. And do you know what? Though? Someone I owns that. Like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I own a museum. If oh, you're, really? How interesting. Where is it again? Sorry. In the, Kent. In Kent. Yeah. I suppose, well, if you're on, I was going to say if you're on holidays you're in on Kent, holidays but in Kent. Kent isn't really. A, I think it's in it? Leeds, like, or Leeds yeah. is in Kent. It's one of the other. Like, if know. you were in a busy spot and you were killing time or on a stag or something, I don't know. If you, you on a stag? Could <laughs> you imagine on a stag? Where do you want to go? Uh, we go to no, the old dog calling museum here. They've got one from Princess Diana. Really? Can I smell it? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm not. I'm never gonna live that down. <laughs> no, but come here. Uh, but like, I'm not saying on the side you wouldn't go there. You, you wouldn't know, go just, there <laughs> just for the part. But if you were passing by, you might be like, "Oh, let's go in here. This looks mad." Yeah, but tell it. Yeah, let's go in here on the piss. So there's another one then. So another. It's a, a psychiatric museum in Missouri, and you can go in there and you can see how they used to kind of like deal with people back in the day, uh, like uh, 130 years ago, people who would have been like uh, said to be insane. Oh, so cool. there's like all the padded cells and then how they used to do like frontal lobotomies, you know, they used to cut them open and do all. The, so there's like yeah. surgical tables and like nurses uniforms and notes and artwork and stuff from the patients and stuff there as well. But like when I was younger and my parents used to put me in the padded room, like I find it was kind of a comfort, you know what I mean? It was a comfort, yeah, but it was comfort for everyone else in the house as well, <laughs> just to have you gone for a while. <laughs> I'm joking, I was never put in a padded room. There was a condom museum in Thailand. Used? No. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'd say there's plenty of used condoms in Thailand. But no, and actually, to be honest, it, this is a, like, I know it sounds like daft, but this is to kind of promote safe sex in Thailand. Oh, really? Because like, there's a lot of like <clears throat> mad sex stuff going on in Thailand and they're trying to just promote sex, not promote sex, promote safe sex amongst the... Safe uh, sex, yeah. Yeah. There's a bunny museum in California. Bunny? Bunnies. Yeah, so it's oh, like yeah. stuffed teddies, right? But like... I I I go there. There's 34,000 stuffed teddies in it, like... So stuffed it's, animals. Stuffed animals, but they're all bunnies. Real bunnies? No, just st- te- rabbit teddies. Oh, no, I thought it was real bunnies. No, so it's just teddies, just bunnies, like 34,000 of them. I'm sure like after... The after, first 3,000. After the first three or four, you're kind of <laughs> going like, yeah, how many more have I got? There's 34,000 bunnies. Yeah. Once again, somebody owns this and someone opened this to the public. And, and someone know, bought these. Someone bought them all, yeah. There's the Barbed Wire Museum in Kansas and it's basically... It's established in 1970. It's a small storefront on the main street in downtown La Crosse in Kansas. It's a barbed wire museum. It's, it's devoted oh. solely to the history of uh, barbed wire. The museum exhibits over 2,400 barbed wire varieties. I didn't realise it was more than one. I've the, seen different barbed wire. They're kind of, yeah. Have you? I have, yeah. There's like razor wire. Razor wire, yeah. And then there's the other one. I remember, only see, I've never actually seen razor wire. I've only ever seen... Did you like, ever get caught on barbed wire when you were younger? Maybe? I got caught. Climbing over a fence, yeah. yeah the, actually, behind my home house... Where we are actually here now and up. There's His a home fi- house is in the studio. Yeah, there's a field. There's a field, right? And I took a shortcut through the field back there years ago. And there was cows in the field. Yeah. And there was like <coughs> a, a mother cow and she had baby cows. <coughs> right? And I didn't, apparently they were only new calves. Oh, so she was. you try to integrate? No, I was <laughs> I was trying to live with them. No, she was like, uh, I sort of just sniffed them. But she was just, uh, she was, obviously she thought I was some sort of threat. So she started to kind of chase me. Thinking, <laughs> right? So I was freaking out thinking it's a wild bull. So I ran and I ran through uh, like a load of nettles. And then I cleared the fence kind of at the back of the house with this barbed wire there. Yeah. And I caught the inside of my leg and cut it all Did badly it with barbed open? wire. Jeez. It was bad, bad old cut. Like, it was I nasty. Like, but like, I, I it was like, I thought in the moment I was going to be killed by a wild bull. And then like for years, I was kind of a bit afraid of cows. Yeah. And I was telling my friend, uh, James Scott, who has cows about this. And he was saying like, don't be afraid of cows. Like they're not scary. And but, I've since fed cows. Yeah. And I've got over my fear of cows. 
Yeah, I would love to see that, like, to you watch a run away from that cow. <laughs> not getting hurt. We'll like. put the footage up on... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not getting hurt. But I thought at the time, I thought it was going to be a big, big, big weather, you know what I mean? The, in museum, they've got the Museum of Tap Water. So situated in, uh, oh, in Beijing on. is the Museum of Tap Water. But it just educates visitors about the water treatment and basically... Because they don't all have great water. Did you watch the... Oh, man, I've gone on about documentaries again. Did you see uh, Bill... Bill and Gates, Ted's bonus. Bill Gates documentary on Netflix. No, nope. inside Bill's brain, where he's right. just like what he's doing since Microsoft, and he's big into kind Is of. Is he dead? No, Bill Gates. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh. Not dead. Uh, but he's trying to help out like third world countries with like you know the they have no, no sewer system. Like, oh, do you right. know what I mean, really help with the waste problem they have. Like you know what I mean. We've got treatment plants and all that sort of stuff, but they have awful hygiene when it comes to. But it's and clean water. But the guys, guys that he worked with, tried to turn, get a tr- facility that can turn human waste into drinkable water. Okay, so they're going to clean the yeah, crap out of. But it, they turn poo into water, basically. It was interesting. It was yeah, good. Well, they, okay. But like, and even Bill for Playtime, he went. He's he's good. Did he drink it. some of the water? He drank some straight away. Did he, yeah. Just like to see. He's very about like. Um, but he's a he's billionaire. Back, he's like, so much money, like yeah, but he doesn't. Yeah, but no, he, but I mean, like he, he doesn't have to do something good to help people. It must be amazing money. to have that much money and to be able to just kind of do that. Like do me, stuff me, me to and you couldn't do that. We couldn't just do not yet. Like, but the podcast is growing. It's doing man. well. The more so. money we get, we will start turning poo into water. That's the plan. <laughs> and drinking it. <laughs> That's the plan. Yeah. At the early stages. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are sniffing it. We start by sniffing it. Oh man. There's Look, a, there's a museum. There's a museum of food anomalies. That's uh, all right. Yeah, so this is the only museum, but you, that's not actually like one that you can go to. So it's an online one, so people can submit their oh, what's stuff the to it. Uh, just the Museum of Food Anomalies. So uh, it's basically you can like, look it up, like yeah, and, and so it's basically like potatoes that look like faces, and just kind of like food that has funny faces. food that looks weird. Like you'll see, there's a picture there, like of a potato that kind of looks, <laughs> looks like a face. So we, oh, we, oh, we have to we share, share that. that on the Instagram. So the, there's loads, there's loads of them there. So you can go and have a look at it. There's quite so there's some funny old ones there. And you, if you have any kind of like strange looking food that you want to upload submit, to the submit it to them, you can submit it to them. You might get your thing. That up potato on face is good. It looks like Kim Jong Un. It does look a bit. That's a bit racist, but it does look like him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How is that racist? Because like, well, how is that racist? He looks like a potato. I'm not saying. <laughs> but I mean, he looks like a potato. But like that could look like you. I that, suppose. Yeah. There is. It's racist that you talk. It's that I. Was I racist. took the racist. Actually, it was me being racist there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can you take racism back, or what do you do? No. Yeah, but if you just say it, I take that back and apologize to me. I take that back. I'm sorry. Thanks. Okay, that racism done with. Nice one. So, um, one of the um, museums that um, is kind of the more one of the stranger ones, and uh, that's the guy that we're going. That's the one we're going to talk about today is the Icelandic Phallological Museum in Reykjavik in Iceland. Okay. So the Icelandic Phallological Museum is better known as the Icelandic Penis Museum. All right. So I spoke to a man whose name is Thordor, and Thordor is the now assistant curator of the museum he speaks about a guy now because of his accent sometimes it sounds like he's saying uh, our father but it's actually our founder so there's a guy who founded the museum and it's not his father no, so we don't get th- confused no so he because sometimes he says in it our father our founder so this is the, a penis museum yeah and I won't describe too much about it. We can talk about it afterwards because Thordor himself have a bit of a chat and he kind of explains yeah. all about it. Can we go to it now? We'll go to it now and come back after this. So on the line I've got Thordor and uh, he runs the Icelandic Phallological Museum or it might be easier to say that it's the uh, Icelandic Penis Museum. Uh, hello there, Thordor. Hello. Uh, how are you today? How, how's everything in Iceland? Uh, it's cold now. 
<laughs> oh, winter's coming oh. a bit early, but yeah, really, really good here. So uh, I suppose I'll start with the main question maybe a lot of people ask is, why open a peanut museum? Uh, well, why indeed? Uh, well, <laughs> our founder used to say, well, why not? But, uh, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, uh, you want the short, uh, short version or the long version? Well, maybe just give us the short version, just a quick synopsis of how it came about, maybe. Yeah, it, it basically started as a joke, which okay. uh, developed into a, a passion. But uh, he started, our founder started collecting penises from mammals and uh, whales in particular. Uh, we had a lot of you know whale beachings here in the day and are, are actually frequently having them uh, you know, this year. But uh, increasingly, the, uh, <laughs> the living room got crowded in, in his house, and his wife said, well, you can't keep the penises here anymore. So, you know, what are you going to do? He opened a museum. <laughs> so he used to keep them in his house? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So and in the museum at the moment, how, how many penises do you have on display? Uh, right now, uh, yeah. uh, we have... Just over, uh, I think, 320 penises from more than 100 species of mammal. Wow. Wow. And where, where do you get them all? Are they all, like, native to Iceland, all the, all the animals? Uh, most of them are, but increasingly we are getting uh, sent penises from abroad. People, you know, just uh, are interested in, you know, people with weird stuff, you know, and... We uh, we make note of all donations, and we have a special members list. And I don't know, people are maybe eager to get on that list, but increasingly we've been getting foreign specimens, and we're currently uh, approaching seventy foreign specimens. Wow! So I yeah. suppose it's probably one of the questions that people ask you as well: is what's the biggest penis you have in the museum? The biggest penis we have is uh, an average-sized sperm whale penis. Okay, and how how big is that? Well, uh, we actually only have uh, one-third of the entire penis, but it is about uh, 170 centimeters long. 170? Is that like 5 foot 5? 5 foot? Uh, like uh, 5 foot 7, I guess. Okay, but, yeah, well. That's only like uh, the, the, the tip of the penis, uh, the, <laughs> the portion it use, uses to copulate. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I suppose then the opposite question then, what, what's the smallest one that you have? Oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, a, a hamster penis bone. Hamster that's penis about a, like a, a half a millimeter in length. Half a millimeter? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How can you even see that? Yeah, yeah, we, we use a magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's only the bone though, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. And obviously it's somewhat of a funny subject and the museum is a bit of a shock value, but I presume it's also educational that you've got, like, animals from all over the world. So I suppose you give a bit of history about the animal as well as the penis? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we like to say that we, we engage here in philology, which is kind of, uh, it's biology and zoology and comparative anatomy all at, all at the same time. And, you know, we, we go into, you know, mating habits and, like, special features. Uh, and, you know, often, uh, you know, penis features can tell you something about a species. 
So we, you know, we, we educate people on that, how they can identify species by their, or like an animal family groups, stuff like that, by their penis and stuff like that. Okay, so there's, there's, there's a lot more to it than just the kind of, what, what you, I suppose, what meets the eye in the start. Because I presume, I presume there must be something deeper than just the kind of the, the, funny, the funny side of it. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, of course, it's, it's tongue-in-cheek, but like part of the joke is also like uh, doing a penis museum like super seriously. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is it true that you have some human penises? We have uh, one human penis at the time. Okay. Where, where do you get that from? <laughs> there was a, a like, a, I, I like to say famous, but kind of an, uh, an uh, infamous Icelandic scoundrel who uh, donated his penis. I think he was about uh, 75 when he donated, but he was 95 when he passed. So he we got his Oh, 75 yeah. when he decided he was going to donate it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, when you say he was infamous and a scoundrel, do you mean that he was like a, a man about town? Yeah, he was. Uh, he claimed to have bedded uh, more than three hundred women in his town, and uh, yeah, I don't know. He was a he was a controversial figure. <laughs> so he retired his penis to the museum. Very good. And yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, li- literally not until then. He was he was supposedly very active in the old people's home. <laughs> So is that the one that people find most shocking, or is there is there one that people find more shocking in there, or the people that find no, more intriguing? I'd it, it, it's it's definitely the one that people find like most most shocking. It's and 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 maybe least visually pleasing. Okay, right. And what I, this may be a strange question. I don't mean it in the weird way, but what what would be your favorite penis in the museum? What's the kind of what's the one that you think is the most amazing there? Uh, probably my favorite is uh, we have a possum penis. A possum, okay. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and possum penises are, have a have a very uh, very strange shape that, uh, which gave uh, in fact gave rise to a, a, a persistent rumor before that like uh, possums made it to the nose, which yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, so. It's just a funny shape, isn't it? Strange shape, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's kind of like bifurcated. Oh wow! Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you have, I presume, a polar bear penis. Yeah, yeah, we have, uh, we, have we have polar bear. That's a very popular exhibit. Uh, haven't, haven't, I've never, I've seen a polar bear in on the television. It looks like quite a big animal. Is it quite a big penis compared to a human penis? Is it a big, big penis or what? No, no, it's, 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 you know, it, it's not that big actually. You know, humans have a, you know, a, a fairly large penis, like relatively. I mean, okay, average, you know, relatively large, but. Bear penises are, you know, comparative to their size, they aren't, aren't that big. It's, it's, it's bigger than an average human penis, but, you know. For the size of the animal, yeah. Yeah, uh, but, but they, have, they have a penis bone, though, so the penis is quite different. So. Yeah, is that unusual? Because you mentioned that about the hamster. Is there a bone in many penises? Uh, actually, uh, there is uh, land predators have a penis bone. Okay, very good. There you go. Well, basically, that, yeah, basically every land predator except humans and hyenas. Okay, there you go. And are there any penis specimens that you don't currently have in the museum that you'd like to get that kind of might be on a wish list? Are there, is there a certain animal or anything there that you, you, you think would be interesting to have? 
Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're basically we're always looking to add some animal species. Uh, there was a about four or five years ago. There was a there was an old lion which had to be uh, put down on a ranch in Africa, and the owner of the ranch uh, wanted to donate his penis. Uh, donate donate that that the, the penis of a lion, but. Uh, it was uh, stolen from his freezer and uh, eaten by some of his staff, apparently. So that, that was a shame. Uh, wow, okay. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that would be fun. But, you know, it's, uh, let's say it's, it's a far-off dream. Yeah. And how do you preserve them? Or how, do, how are they kept? Are they just kept in a tank or what? Like just in formaldehyde? Or how, how is it kept? Uh, you know, in, initially uh, our uh, our founder uh, began with a taxidermy, but uh, it was quite costly, and uh, you know there was always a chance that we, we, some some of them got ruined, other other ones shrank considerably. So you know, formaldehyde is the way we do it right now. It's also it, it, it's basically you know it's more safe and yeah. Uh, I presume. Probably yeah, quite popular with tourists, but what what are the actual local Icelandic people think of the museum? Are they are they still interested in it, or is it more of a tourist spot these days? Uh, I you know people people you know like us generally here, but you know like with so many museums, uh, we don't get too many locals here. But it's uh, when we get the locals, they're actually you know they're pleasantly surprised. You can say, yeah, but okay. Ninety nine percent of our guests are tourists. So. Okay, very good. And I read somewhere that you got lampshades made from testicular skin. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have dozens of lamps here made from uh, bull scrotums. Bull scrotums. Okay. Very good. Yeah. So it's kind of like artwork in a way, is it? In a way, I, uh, you know, I, I don't know why he, our, our founder began making them, but all of them are made basically by a founder, and you know it. They make the light that comes from it is surprisingly cozy, and uh, we we started selling them, and you know they just, they sold like you know you wouldn't believe. Oh really? So they're a good seller. Okay, well, I suppose they're yeah, an yeah. unusual object, an interesting take home from Iceland, I suppose. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, had, yeah, 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 any other unusual artwork or anything like that? Well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we have quite a bit. I mean, people are sending us artwork from all over the world, but. Uh, I, I guess uh, we have a we have a hand carved travel bar, which is like a penis themed, which is you know I think quite well made. It was uh, our our founder spent like you know he spent years on it, and it's it's quite well done. We also have a, a very beautiful painting by a famous Chilean uh, painter called Cheo Cruz. And, okay. You know we're always getting new stuff, so you know. Yeah. It's fascinating. Uh, it's, it's actually quite interesting. Uh, so if people are visiting Iceland, where, where can they find you guys? Are you in Reykjavik? We are in Reykjavik. We're in, uh, we're in the center of Reykjavik. Okay. And uh, right now we're at like the main, uh, okay, I, I can't say main bus station, one of the main, main, main bus stations here in, in the downtown area. But we're actually moving, uh, you know, uh, more center, uh, closer to the actual city center. And okay. to a uh, to bigger to get some bigger facilities because you know at the moment we we're getting so many penises we don't have space for them here. I was going to say because if, if your penis collection is growing all the time, you're probably going to run out of room. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's basically what, what happened. I mean, when we first moved here, we we thought, oh, this is the biggest square we're going to need, but we're basically going to triple our space. Yeah, that's fantastic. I was actually in Iceland myself a few years ago, but I didn't know about you guys, but if, I, if I'm back there in the future, I'll definitely come and visit. Uh, Tordor, thanks very much for telling me all about this today. It's been really yeah, interesting. Just thank you so much for your interest, and I mean, you're welcome to check check us out. Just give us a heads up, and we'll you know we'll see, receive you quite well. And oh, you you have a website as well, do you guys? Yeah, our website is phallus.is. It's p h a l l u s dot i s. That's great. So and people can go on there and see some of, see some of the stuff that you have. And get it yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you can you can you can see you know most of the specimens. So we uh, we updated uh, on a half year basis. We, we basically need to do more of it, but you, you can see many of the most of the specimens we have. We you can find information on there. Not not too many pictures, but you know some information. That's and fantastic. You, you, yeah, you guys can also find us on uh, you know Facebook. Just search for Penis Museum and and you'll find us. I'm sure you're probably the only one in the world, are you? We are the only one in the world which has actual biological exhibits. Okay, there's other art museums and stuff like that, maybe. Yeah, or like you know, sextine museum, which is uh, yeah. it, you know, it, it, it's uh, not a subject that we avoid, but we we try not to be erotic. We try to you know, strive to yeah. be tasteful. I understand. Well, it, it yeah. seems to be that way. Well, thank you very much for letting me know about it, and uh, it it certainly is fascinating. Thank you, Thordo. Yeah, well, thank, thank you so much, and have a nice day, man. So that was my interview with Tordor, the uh, curator of the Icelandic Philological Museum. Tordor, he sounds like a character of Lord of the Rings. Doesn't he? But I really, that was a good uh, interview, really. It's, it does sound like a classy place. <laughs> and I definitely want to, yeah, we'll share their website and all that, but yeah. I, I want to share the pictures so people can see. Yeah, if you, go, if you can, we'll share them on a Rob Rat podcast. Just a Instagram penis page. next to a whale penis. Just an yeah, interesting it's like, picture. What, over 320 penises they have there. Yeah. And the human one is a kind of a strange one because yeah, basically man. your man was like a scoundrel going around uh, riding everyone. A 95 year old human penis. <laughs> no, yeah, 95. Now I wouldn't smell that. <laughs> Jesus sniffed that, yeah. Oh. But yeah, so your man was going around anyway, banging everyone in the village. Uh, said, over three hundred. And he said, "This my my Willie should be in a museum." Yeah. So at the age of seventy-five, he said he was going to go that's put a him good in museum, there. Museum though, it's that to be an interesting. It's an one interesting one. Yeah, I'd say some of the ones we named out there, there probably is something a bit more to them than what we were talking about. But oh, like, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's uh, so we'll definitely stick all the photos up in there and stuff like that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that concludes uh, anything I have on strange and unusual museums for this episode. Yeah, I think uh, do you know what it was a good informative episode. There you go. I hope you've learned something today, guys. I, I, Penises I, I, aren't always funny. Sometimes they're educational. Yeah. There you go. It's and the, pe- uh, the penis bone thing. I learned that. Yeah. For talking to him. I didn't know. So it's only us and hyenas. Everything else has a penis bone. Yeah. It's a pity we don't. And bo- we get boners, but we don't have a bone. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll end on that. On, on that note. On that bombshell. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Good luck. You have been listening to the Rob Rat Podcast. Be sure to check out our social media for updates on the next episode. And if you liked what you heard, then let us know by hitting the subscribe button, sending us a message, and telling a friend, because that's how the podcast grows. Thanks for listening.